0: so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with arison some questions to say about his new ep how to lose a girl in seven songs So congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to it so far
1: dude thank you it has been honestly it's been amazing it's been so cool to see you know the project's been made for almost a year now so i've been sitting on it for a long time um and it's just been it's been everything that i can like could have imagined and more it's been so cool man so cool
0: Oh yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. It's so catchy.
1: Oh yes, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you guys. Of yeah, course. it's cool, man. I made all those songs like just me and my best friends. We just made something we thought was cool. Now it, it's cool to see like all the, uh, you know, all of us getting kind of the, the, the recognition and love for it because we've just worked on it for so long. It's, it's an awesome thing to see.
0: Hell yeah, and and having virality off of your first project—that that's not a bad feat, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I mean. That was mind-blowing. I still am mind-blown by it. Like, when I look at the numbers sometimes and, like, look at what has happened in the past six months, it's still just, like, I can't even wrap my head around it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's
2: well-deserved. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Uh,
1: not, not like, exactly. I mean, to be honest, it was funny. We we kind of came up with the title as a joke, um, like, that was always just like the working title. We we're like, we we always knew because like so the whole project is basically all the songs are are different stories about how a relationship can go wrong, you know, whether you're the bad guy, whether the other person's a bad guy. It's all just about like relationships going sour. Um and w- you know, we we loved the the idea of like a rom com and we were like, how can we tie this into something like that? Um, and so I remember we were like sitting at a kitchen counter, me and Two of my friends and we were just like naming off all these random rom coms and somebody said how to lose a girl in ten days and we we're like oh we have seven songs and we said that and that was always just kind of like the joking title we never thought it was serious, um but then like when I kind of started really putting the project together and making it like what it is, I always knew I wanted to do a like conce- like a visually conceptual thing, mm-hmm. um, kind of how I don't know if you guys listen to Lauv at all, but mm-hmm. how he did his. Um, like how I'm feeling record and how all the yep. songs are personalities. I just thought it'd be so cool to like every song is just a different reason of how you lost somebody or, you know, whatever. And then having all the different colors, I just thought it was so visually like pleasing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that makes Absolutely.
1: sense. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP?
1: Oh, dude, it's kind of crazy, man. Like these songs were so I was a, you know, my whole goal, I moved to Nashville. My whole goal was to be a songwriter, right? Um, I, I never really was even trying to be an artist. That was never like, it just never seemed like something that was realistic for me. I just always knew I was a good songwriter and never like, that was what I was good at. So that was what I was going to focus on. Right. Um, And all these songs were just random songs that me and I would say three of my best friends, uh, John Townsend, Zach Smith and Spencer Jordan, we, we had written all these songs, but they didn't have homes for other artists. Like a lot of the times I was, I, you know, I would write songs for other people. Um, and we would kind of pick out artists that we were like, try to pitch them to. And, uh, we just had all these leftover songs. And so I recorded the demos of them, um, to, you know, pitch to people. And then we recorded them all and we were like, we can't give these songs to anybody. We we're like, there's, there's no way. And so, um, I mean, like, to be honest, it's, it's really just all the songs. I don't even remember writing them like they just always like they were just songs that uh, were sitting around that me and my friends had made. Like, I couldn't even tell you, like when we wrote Hate My Guts and Porch Lights, like we wrote those songs like two years ago. I couldn't even tell you when or where we were when we wrote them. I just like they just existed. and And it's cool to see the life that they have now because I never would have thought that we would be in this position with those songs in particular, you know?
0: It's so crazy that like you move there, you're like, all right, I'm going to be a songwriter. And then you just kind of fall into being an artist. Like how the hell?
1: (laughs) Dude, I I don't know. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, I literally like we recorded the songs. I I, saw, I I knew a producer, his name's Cam Becker. Now he's one of my best friends. He lives in Nashville now because of the EP, which is super cool. I think Uh that's awesome. Um, But he was living in Columbus, Ohio at the time. Some guy, like, he barely knew me, and I was just like, hey, I have some songs. Can I come record them with you? Whatever. And even, like, the week that I recorded them, I, I knew they sounded cool, but even that week, I was like, yeah, I'll take them back. Like, I had just signed my publishing deal, which, like, I had signed my publishing deal in May, and that was already the dream come true. Like, I was already, like, I have my dream job. This is amazing. And I showed the seven songs to my publishers, and they were like, you're putting these out right now. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yes, 100%, you're not giving them to anybody. And thankfully it it all it all worked out, but you know, like I said, I never thought in a million years that I would be in a position like this. It really is like mind blowing to me. It's so crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. And
2: I love how it worked out just bundling these songs together because as you said, they all have a very consistent theme about just relationships and, you know, losing a person. I just I love how perfect it all fits together.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was literally like a stars aligned, you know, and and maybe like in the back of my brain, I think I may have subconsciously like, you know, without even realizing what I was doing, you know, so I, I went through a lot of the songs are based in like, I wouldn't say all of the songs are true or like about somebody, but like I was in a really long relationship that I had gotten out of. And I think subconsciously all of these songs, you know, like I said, they were all left over I think in the back of my mind, I was writing those songs to kind of like let that out. But I didn't I didn't realize it at the time. Like, I don't know. It's such a strange thing to me writing songs like I will often look back like, you know, when I wrote NYC, I wrote that song like almost three years ago. And yeah, yeah, like it's like and, and it was one of those songs that at the time I wrote it and just thought it was like. I was like, oh, that's just like a nice song, whatever. But now I look back three years later and I'm like, now I understand why I wrote that song. I'm like, I know what I was like going through at that time. And now it like makes much more sense. And I, I have the same kind of feelings as these songs. Like, I feel like in a year I'm going to look back at these songs and be like, oh, that's why I wrote that like that. You, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know that's
2: kind of crazy. No, but... that makes sense. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So what is your favorite lyric off this EP and what does it mean to you?
1: Oh, um, honestly, probably, um, from NYC, I'm a monumental mess. That's probably my favorite. Um, just because one, I think it's so, you know, I, I, I I go through life, uh, you know, a lot of days that I I have to act like on a daily basis that I have it together. Like I really do on a daily basis. I do I have to act like I know what I'm doing and stuff. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I don't have a clue. Like I, you know, I, I am like, there are days where I am like a disaster of a human being. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially growing up, like at the age that I'm at, um, you know, you think you're going to know things and have things figured out, but like I'm 25 and you know, I always thought that I would, have more of a grasp on on things than I do at this age, you know? Mm. Um, and plus, I think it's hilarious. It always goes over people's heads. Like, the line before is like, I should go to Washington. And then that's like Washington, D.C. and then like the Washington monuments. Mm. And like, that always goes over people's heads. Nobody ever, is, and I think it's so funny. But that that's probably my favorite one. I think it's resonated with the most people. People have like showed up with monumental mess tattoos to shows. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, which is like, that's the craziest thing ever. That's the craziest thing yeah. ever.
2: That's amazing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well,
2: well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so where is their headspace at while you were uh, creating the EP?
1: Honestly, just you know, after sneakers kind of happened, like like I said, there there were a couple different variations of the EP. Um, you know, there like originally dumpster fire wasn't on there, and neither was um I want to say dumpster fire and porch lights, I believe, weren't were originally like there were there were a couple of different pro- processes um and a, a couple of different variations of the project. But I think once sneakers happened and I finally kind of got a little um like attention and people really noticing, then it was like my whole headspace was like, let's put out these songs that all sound very different and like show people that we are capable of making like pretty much whatever we want. Like that's always been a big You know, I don't want to, I never want to classify myself in one like genre. I know it's like rock in a way, but then you have songs like that are like, I don't want to know that aren't rock at all. That's a straight up pop Mm -hmm. song. and like I want to be able in the new stuff to, you know, dive into those things and have full blown pop songs and then also have full blown rock songs. And like, you know, um, so yeah, I I guess my head was just always like, you know, I've been working with the same guys for like four or five years, right? Like I said, just me and my friends. And um, we never thought that I would be the artist. You know, we never thought that. But now I feel like I've been lucky enough to be like, I feel like the representative of, I just get to be the face of the thing that me and my friends have made. Mm -hmm. And our headspace, you know, I hate even saying like my, because it was such a collective effort with all of Mm us. Um, And I feel like our headspace was just like, let's like show the world, what we've been doing and that like what we've been doing like matters and that we haven't been just wasting our time making these, like we want to really touch as many people as possible. We were always just like, let's make this thing as big and beautiful as as we can possibly make it. You know, that was always the big goal, I think. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So before this collection of songs, it never crossed your mind to be the artist.
1: Yeah, not, not really. I mean, like, I had released songs like three years ago on Spotify that were my own. But even like back then, they never really felt like me. Like I always felt like I was forcing it. And, Mm. you know, I, I took them down off spot and they did okay. I think one of them had like 50,000 streams, like with no viral, you know, like it it was nothing, nothing ever like crazy, but I just was never, I didn't have the artist thing figured out. Like I didn't, I feel like I didn't know who I was as a person, even like, Mm. um, as Like, I feel like I do way more now, but like back then, you know, like when I was writing songs for people, I was doing a lot of, um, punk rock stuff, um, which was cool. That opened so many opportunities for me for sure. But I did fall into like, you know, at one point I had my like nails painted and I just like, one day I was like looking in the mirror and I was just like, you are not being who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. you're just, you're trying to be some, someone else. And I felt the same thing as like an artist. I was always just trying to be something I wasn't. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, I, I always knew the one thing that I was good at and what was me was just writing songs um, mm-hmm. and just pouring your heart out into the songs always. And so for like a year and a half, I just only focused on that. I was like, I don't care about anything else. I don't care about social media followers. Like, I don't care if anybody thinks I'm cool. I'm just going to write what I love writing and i feel like i kind of learned that doing that is like that's what's cool is when people know that you're genuine and like not trying to fake it at all you know and i feel like i'm not faking it even in the slightest anymore which i i i love a lot that's awesome absolutely yeah
2: so like for these songs it was easy for you to write them but was did you have like any anxiety putting them out because they are personal and you aren't kind of like behind someone else someone isn't releasing it for you does that make sense yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure um I mean I was only anxious in the fact of like you know after having a song like sneakers it was like okay I have to hold on to this moment and what like here's the make or break moment what am I gonna do with this like Mm -hmm. am I gonna am I gonna put out all these songs that nobody likes after like that was kind of like am I gonna be a one-hit wonder like that whole that was more so the anxiety rather than um letting people see like personal sides of me because i i feel like that's one of the reasons why people connect with the songs is because they are so vulnerable um mm-hmm. and they are just being completely walls down and just letting it out mm-hmm. um and and i think that's such a huge thing as to why people do connect with them um absolutely so like yes there was anxiety but not exactly for that reason you know what i mean
2: understood yeah Do you think for like your future releases do you think while you're writing because you're writing for yourself now you'll have a little you'll be a little hesitant because you aren't writing for other people or do you think your walls are down you're completely ready to go
1: i mean yeah like i i feel like walls are down i am completely ready to go but it is it is different than what i'm Mm -hmm. used to like i've never written songs for me before like i i've never you know this is very new in the past 6 months like now i walk into writers rooms and i'm the artist and they're like yep. okay what are we writing today and i'm like that's i'm normally the guy that walks in is like okay you're the artist what are we writing today and so yeah. that that part has been an adjustment but one that i'm really enjoying and, and you know like i said it is very different and it is it's a different way of writing songs but um i think it's something that i'm learning and i feel like i'm getting better at it every day which, which is cool. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I'm so yeah. happy to hear that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> of course. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend?
1: I personally think get in your car and listen to it in the order that it, it that it is in. Um, mm-hmm. Not not because of any particular storyline, but I I very purposefully like made the order of the songs the way that they are because i want every song to feel like it's like a boxing match like you have hate my guts and then you have time machine completely different and then you have sneakers completely different then i don't want to know like and it's just like every song is just like i purposefully set them up to where every single song is a completely new texture a completely new feel Mm -hmm. um and so i recommend that but also while you're driving like Roll the windows down and enjoy it. Like it's not supposed to be a, a sad record, you know. Um, it, it might be lyrically and, you know, the substance might be sad, but when you listen to when you listen to all of it and it's like as loud as you can and you're enjoying it's such, it's so much fun. Like the songs live are just the shows have been amazing. Like it so I definitely recommend just listening to it in order as loud as you possibly can. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah absolutely um yeah. so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe the cp for new listeners in three words no more no less
1: ooh okay F- fun is the first one it has to be fun okay. um fun it fun deep cuz it's deeper than you think the the lyrics are deeper than you think um and what would the third one be honestly new is what I would mm-hmm. say. It, it, it's, you know, I, I get a lot of people that say, you know, oh, you have the band Camino vibe. And I love band Camino. I'm like such a fangirl of them. But if you listen to my songs right like right next to band Camino, mm-hmm. they're not the same at all. No. Like it's very, very different. Like Camino could never have a song like Dumpster Fire, for example. You know, <laughs> and I I feel like it's this new, I don't know. I feel like I've never heard anybody like make the kind of sounds that we're doing with the lyrics and the melodies that we're writing if that makes sense it's like it's like if ed sheeran wrote songs over top of like pop rock you know that's how i like to describe it um Mm -hmm. and so yeah i would say new fun deep and new
2: new. or
1: fresh you know we could say that too (laughs)
2: okay perfect Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this ep
1: honestly my favorite one was I remember the day, so Sneakers was originally not a song at all. It didn't even exist. And uh, we were trying to write one more really good song for the project. And I remember the day we wrote Sneakers and all of us were just kind of sitting around like looking at each other like, holy shit, this might be like a hit song. We were like, this is kind of crazy. And just like that day, like, you know, shows are amazing and all of this has been amazing. But, you know, like I said, I'm a songwriter and the things that I live for is those moments in the studio with, you know, and especially with the guys that I wrote it with. Those are five guys that I love so much, like some of the closest people in my life. Um, And I just there's nothing that is cooler to me than being in those moments in the studio when you do feel like you're like, holy shit, we just made that like That came from our brains. We're like, what the heck? And and I'll never forget. We were there from we were at John Townsend's from 9 a.m. to 1, maybe 1 a.m. I mean, like because we couldn't leave. We were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. We were like, we have to like this. This is the song. And so that was probably my favorite one. And then because it's cool now to see the payoff of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, we were we were right. Like that song really was special. So I think that's probably my favorite one. Hell yeah. Perfect. um yeah.
0: so for, for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you are at a gas station gas station for a rest stop you're going in what's your snack of choice
1: oh reese's fast break every time okay have you ever heard of those
2: i think so but if you could describe it to me that, that would make it easier it, it's
1: like it looks like a snickers bar mm-hmm. but it's chocolate and it's filled with peanut butter and then nougat on the bottom is that how you say that word yeah um, yeah, I yeah. Think, um uh yeah, it's like filled with that. It's like a Snicker. It's it's the best candy bar ever. I get one every single time.
2: Oh my goodness! Right. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna, it's I'm awesome. I'm trying to find those.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out. They're they're bomb. Uh,
2: so on the topic of food, if your project was a dish, what dish would your project be, and why?
1: I like that question. Thank Ooh. you. Ooh, um, it would be a charcuterie board.
2: Oh, okay, sure. okay. All the
1: you got all these different types of cheese and then sometimes you got crackers and then you got, you know, the honeycomb on there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Charcuterie board, hands down.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Love it. Um, So for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So, Let's go. If you're on death row, what would your last meal be with drink?
1: Oh, last meal with a drink. Uh, This is good. Okay. This is going to be a really dumb answer. Okay. okay. But okay. I mean this, my last, my last meal of my life would be 15 boneless Buffalo wings from, from Buffalo wild wings okay. and the fattest glass of Mountain Dew that I can possibly have. That's, yeah. that's the two. I have this weird love with Buffalo wild wings cause I'm from Ohio mm. and that's just what we did growing up. And so that's like my comfort food is boneless wings from v Okay. Absolutely.
2: There's nothing weird about that. Bro, <laughs> I need right, that right it. now. Like <laughs> that's go. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
1: So, somewhere in like, so I'm like a big Marvel nerd. Like, it would be like, what's the place from Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, um, Xandar. Xandar. Oh, is one yep, yep, one. yep, yep. Just like, just like another, like, I, I so one of my biggest sadnesses is, is that like, I'll probably never go to space in my life. And that makes me so sad because I want to go explore the galaxy like they do in Marvel. And so I would say yeah, anywhere yeah. that's like Earth, but the exact opposite. So, yeah, I'm going Xandar from Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Perfect.
2: <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Um,
0: So I have a lot of asking the last question. And every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's okay. your favorite color?
2: Oh,
1: yellow. Fuck yeah, got it.
2: Dude, twin. Best color. Hey, Best color Let's ever. go. You got mm-hmm. great taste you got great case so do you so do you
1: (laughs) much love i appreciate that
0: (laughs) hell yeah um so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug
1: dude honestly i just want to say thanks for having me on i really appreciate it thank you guys for listening and uh for anybody who hasn't listened go listen to it in your car with the windows down as loud as you possibly can and you know if you shed a tear or two that's that's on you that's not on me That's (laughs) that's <laughs> what that's like. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well thank you for sound us it's been Knox and we have been the Good Noise podcast.